Good evening and a most joyous welcome to all saints for this, the 31st annual Integrity Pride Eucharist. Our service begins on the bottom of page 5 in your service leaflet. Blessed be God, most holy, glorious, and undivided Trinity. And blessed be God's reign, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The fact that we are here and that I speak these words 
is an attempt to break the silence and bridge some of the differences between us. For it is not difference which immobilizes us, but silence. And there are so many silences to be broken. God be with you. Let us pray. Most gracious God, you sent your beloved Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Raise up in your church witnesses who, after the example of your servant Vida Dutton Scudder, stand firm in proclaiming the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of its roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand in the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be glorious. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
A reading from Paul's letter to the Romans. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. But take thought that what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Hear what the word is saying to the church.
Evangelio de nuestro Señor Jesucristo según San Lucas. Todo lo que el Padre me da vendrá a mí, y al que a mí viene no le echo fuera. Porque he descendido del cielo no para hacer mi voluntad, sino la voluntad del que me envió. Y esta es la voluntad del Padre, el que me envió. Que todo lo que me diere no pierda yo nada, sino que lo resucite en el día postrero. Y esta es la voluntad del que me ha enviado. Que todo aquel que ve al Hijo y cree en Él tenga vida eterna. Y yo le resucitaré en el día postrero. Murmuraban entonces de Él los judíos porque había dicho... Yo soy el pan que descendió del cielo. Y decían, ¿no es este Jesús, el hijo de José, cuyo padre y madre nosotros conocemos? ¿Cómo pues dice este que del cielo ha descendido? Jesús respondió y les dijo, no murmuréis entre vosotros. Ninguno puede venir a mí si el padre que me envió no le trajere, y yo le resucitaré en el día postrero. Escrito está en los profetas, y serán todos enseñados por Dios, Así que todo aquel que oyó al Padre y aprendió de él, viene a mí. No que alguno haya visto al Padre, sino aquel que vino de Dios. Este ha sido al Padre. De cierto os digo, el que cree en mí tiene la vida eterna. Yo soy el pan de vida. Vuestros padres comieron del maná del cielo y murieron. Este es el pan que desciende del cielo para el que, el que come no muera. Yo soy el pan vivo que descendió del cielo. Si alguno comiere de este pan, vivirá para siempre. Y el pan que yo daré es mi carne, la cual yo daré por la vida del mundo. Entonces los judíos contendían entre sí, diciendo, ¿cómo puede este darnos de comer su carne? Jesús les dijo, de cierto os digo, si no coméis la carne del Hijo del Hombre y bebéis su sangre, no tenéis vida en vosotros. El Evangelio del Señor. Everything that the Father gives me will come to me. And anyone who comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose nothing of all that has been given me, but raise it up on the last day, This is indeed the will of my Father, that all who see the Son and believe in him may have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. Then the Jews began to complain about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, is not this Jesus? the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not complain among yourselves. No one can come to me unless drawn by the Father who sent me, and I will raise that person up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, 
any, it is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes from me. Now that everyone has seen the Father, now that not that anyone has seen the Father, except the one who is from God, he has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that came down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I give for the life of this world is my flesh. The Gospel of the Lord. of God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. I grew up OTP. Does anybody here know what that means? What does it mean? Outside the perimeter, beyond the ring around Atlanta, that is Interstate 285. Outside the perimeter, some would say outside the safe zone, the sane zone, the civilized and cosmopolitan zone. Outside the perimeter. In a rural place, where I was related to the majority of people I knew. Outside the perimeter. In a place where I was a big fish in a small pond and where I knew by age five that I liked girls and soon after that knew I should keep it to myself. Now I live inside the perimeter in Decatur, Dyke Cater, <laughs> inside the ring around Atlanta, where for the most part, 
I feel free to be fully myself wherever I go. Part of being able to fully be myself is having lived through enough seasons to know that what it costs me to live somebody else's life is too high a price to pay. And part of being able to be fully myself is an ongoing and profound experience of grace, of accepting God's acceptance, and inviting and encouraging others to do the same. But another part of being able to be fully myself is that the ways that I identify, the identities I inhabit, and live out are much more acceptable both inside and outside the perimeter than they were in my childhood. And I enjoy numerous dimensions of privilege as a cisgender woman who is white, who identifies as lesbian and queer, who is Christian, who is married, and so on both then and now, both outside and inside the perimeter. Many of my LGBTQ plus siblings who identify differently and or who are persons of color still live in much greater danger and with much more daily discrimination and many more microaggressions and violence of all kinds than I do. For all the progress that has been made and for all the victories and steps forward that we rightly celebrate and give thanks for, when we pause and reflect for even a few moments, we realize that we still have a very long way to go before the dignity of every human being is demonstrably respected in our metropolitan area, our state, our country, and even in our own beloved Episcopal Church. For all the progress that has been made in large part by our queer forebears who were in the streets and writing letters and lobbying legislators before many of us were born, we see there is still a great gulf between how things are for everyone and the kind of peaceable and peaceful dominion of God described in tonight's reading from Isaiah. In our current moment, when the highest court in the land cannot seem to get past the justices' strange concerns about the necessity of bathrooms organized by an antiquated gender binary in order to deal with the pressing issues of employment discrimination and terminations based on sexual orientation and gender identity and expression, the road before us seems very long indeed. Yes, but we have marriage equality. Legally. Yes. And marriage equality is great for everyone who wants to get married. It's one viable model among many. But in our own Episcopal Church, there remain eight outlier bishops, diocesan, 
who deprive their people of marriage equality despite the clear spirit-inspired decisions of general convention in 2015 and 2018 to ensure the provision of all sacraments to all people. And beyond the church, the ongoing reality is that in the majority of states in our somewhat fractured republic, we can legally get same gender married on the weekend and fired for disclosing it at work on Monday. And you don't even have to get married to get fired. You can just join a gay softball league and that will suffice. Just ask Gerald, who had that experience just down the road, OTP in Clayton County. Inside our country, it is better for most of us than 31 years ago when this annual service was begun. But at least 20 trans women, almost all of them black women, have been murdered in the U.S. this far this year. The 20th one just yesterday in Houston. Her name was Italy Marlowe. Inside the perimeter of Atlanta, it is better for most of us than 31 years ago when this service was begun, and it is even somewhat better outside the perimeter, but it is still nowhere near okay enough for all of us. Inside our own church, it is much freer for most of us, but even inside, some of our kindred in Christ are outside the circle of full inclusion. Inside and outside the perimeter, inside and outside our church, inside and outside ourselves. On one side, we ask, can we survive if we truly live as ourselves, if our, we have integrity, congruence between our inside and our outside? On another side, we ask, is our life really our life if we live as someone we are not? Can we survive without congruence between inside and outside? Today, the Episcopal Church commemorates Beta Dutton Scudder. Trial use of commemorations of her were approved in 2006, and in 2009, she was officially added to our liturgical calendar. In reading the biographical information about Vita Dutton Scudder and a great cloud of witnesses, we learn that she was put forward to be commemorated as an educator and witness for peace. She died in 1954. She is commended as a contemplative laywoman who was a champion for peace, social action, and women throughout her life. She is said to exemplify the marriage of contemplation and action within an engaged Christian spirituality. Vita was born on December 15, 1861 the child of Congregationalist missionaries in India. That means she was a third culture kid. In the 1870s, Vita and her mother were confirmed in the Episcopal Church by Bishop Phillips Brooks. 
She studied English literature at Smith College and Oxford University and then taught at Wellesley College for 41 years. She was a scholar with a strong social conscience and a deep spirituality. Scudder founded the College Settlements Association, joined the Society of Christian Socialists, and was a lifelong member of the Society of the Companions of the Holy Cross, a dispersed community living in the world and devoted to intercessory prayer. In 1893, Scudder took a leave of absence from Wellesley to work with Helena Stewart Dudley to found Denison House in Boston. She overdid it, it appears, with both teaching and activism, experienced a breakdown in 1901, recuperated for two years in Italy, okay, and returned renewed to become even more active in church and socialist groups. She started a group for Italian immigrants at Denison House and took an active part in organizing the Women's Trade Union League. In 1911, Scudder founded the Episcopal Church Socialist League and formally joined the Socialist Party. Her support of the Lawrence, Massachusetts textile workers' strike in 1912 drew a great deal of criticism, and her teaching position at Wellesley was threatened because of it. Though she initially supported World War I, she joined the Fellowship of Reconciliation in 1923, and by the 1930s was a firm pacifist. She was also the author of 16 books after retiring from 41 years of teaching. I draw your attention to this sentence in the church-published bio, which you can find on page 5 of your worship leaflet. Throughout her life, Scudder's primary relationships and support network were women. Okay? What isn't mentioned in the official biography and church publications is that for 35 years, from 1919 until her death in 1954, Vita lived with author Florence Converse, in a lesbian relationship. Converse, 10 years younger than Scudder, died in 1967. They are buried near one another in Newton Cemetery in Newton, Massachusetts. Their life together is documented in two important studies of lesbian foremothers in the 20th century. Now, was the official church calendar bio of Vita Dutton Scudder sanitized and kind of Mm, straightened out because in 2006 our church was still in the midst of the upheaval caused by Bishop Gene Robinson's consecration in 2003 maybe probably another factor in the tone and emphasis of this write-up however is almost certainly Scudder's own self-understanding and self-identification as Lillian Faderman writes in Odd Girls and Twilight Lovers, Vita Scudder was, quote, a displaced Victorian in a modern era, end quote. She loved women, the company of women, one woman in particular. 
she was definitely woman identified. And she was born in the middle of the 19th century, in the year in which the Civil War began. The lesbian identities that began emerging in the Roaring Twenties were a little too much for her. She was more familiar with the older forms and conventions and identities and names of her younger years, the romantic friendships of the 19th century, for example. She liked women, but she didn't want her relationship with Florence to be thought of as being about something so racy as sex. She thought the old terms still worked fine and was reluctant to update her categories and terminology. Does this sound familiar? Looking at her story, we would almost certainly call her a lesbian saint and mean it with love and respect. But that's not exactly how she identified herself to herself and to the world. This is most instructive in our particular moment. When people tell us their true names, their preferred pronouns, when people tell us who they themselves say they are, we should respect their choices, their requests, their identifications. It's a long road ahead of us yet. We believe it will ultimately bend toward fuller justice. While we walk it, we can at least give each other the courtesy of calling folks what they ask to be called. And we can take a page from tonight's reading from the letter to the Romans. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, Live peaceably with all. Sometimes those of us who are Episcopalians, and especially those who live ITP, look forward to Atlanta Pride like thousands of others, but don't really see the continued relevance of this service from our relative positions of privilege and or safety it's easy to forget how far we personally have come or how real the threat of being outed in unsafe environments used to be. If we are mostly comfortable and don't have to be afraid all the time anymore, that's a good thing. If we are happily married or happily single or happily poly or happily something else, good for us. We do well to be at this service anyway. Because at this point, 31 years in, this service isn't primarily for those of us who feel safe most of the time. It's for all the people who came before us whose courage helped to make our liberation and safety possible. And it's for those people who still have to hide who they are and who they love, whether they live OTP or ITP. 
It's for those folks living in isolation in all those small towns and far off places who journey to Atlanta pride as a sacred pilgrimage, aching for a few days of freedom and ease in their own skins. It's for all our friends and acquaintances and colleagues and other Christian denominations who can't be out in their churches as lay people, let alone as clergy. It's for all the people that don't even know that there can be openly LGBTQ plus clergy, much less that there's an annual pride service where they can all be out and proud and vested and standing together at the altar with an openly gay bishop, as we will be in a few minutes. And yet, this service is still for all of us, as it has been since its beginning. Because it's for everybody seeking to follow Jesus in spite of everything. For everyone who needs to be reminded what he said in tonight's gospel. Anyone who comes to me, I will never drive away. It's for everyone who craves the living bread that comes down from heaven. Everyone who needs sustenance to keep walking this long road that lies before us. Everyone who desires to behold what they are and become what they receive, the body of Christ broken and given for the world. It's for all of us. Amen. Dear friends in Christ, as we gather for worship this evening, we bring with us today's cares and concerns. Let us offer to God those things which give joy to or burden your heart as we lift our voices to pray for the church and for the world. For the gifts of creation, the sun at day and the moon and the stars at night, may our eyes be open to sky and earth and water which give life and home and food to your creatures. Help us to protect and nurture what we have made. May we be aware of those blessings we enjoy. We lift our voices to you. For the church in every place, for our bishops and other clergy, for the ministry and witness of Integrity USA, Integrity Atlanta, Integrity Georgia, for diocesan and parish ministries to LGBTQ people. May we be ever mindful of the riches of the family of faith. Give thanks for the web of relationships and trust that you give to those who are called the friends of Christ. We lift our voices to you. For those in authority, let us pray for all political leaders that Christ's love for the world may, be, may transform war makers into advocates of peace, <clears throat> strangers into friends, and enemies into partners. We lift our voices to you. For those in greatest risk among us, 
Let us pray for all who are lonely, rejected, bullied, or oppressed. For those who are sick and those who struggle to regain their strength. For the victims of sexual assault and sexual abuse. And for victims of natural disaster, war, and terror. We lift our voices to you. For this community and its joys and sorrows, let us remember those who have gone before us who are still alive in our memories. We remember those who have died from HIV and AIDS. We remember those who killed in the mass shootings in Charleston, Orlando, Las Vegas, Parkland, El Paso, Dayton, Midland, Odessa. We remember all who have lost their lives as a result of their sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression. As we reach out to others, may we rejoice in those whom we call as your own. We lift our voices to you. Almighty God, who created us in your own image, grant us grace fearlessly to contend against evil and to make no peace with oppression, and that we may reverently use our freedom, help us to employ it in the maintenance of justice in our communities and among the nations, to the glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Dear friends in Christ, may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Good evening. My name is Megan Birdseye. I am the convener of Integrity Atlanta. And I'd like to welcome everybody here to the 31st Annual Integrity Pride Eucharist. I'd like to thank Reverend Dr. Donna Mote for being with us for, as our preacher. I'd like to thank Mr. Trey Clegg and the Trey Clegg Singers. I didn't screw it up this time. For being with us. I'd like to thank All Saints Parish for providing space for the service and for the reception. And I'd like to introduce and thank the Reverend Zach Main for being with us as our celebrant. He is the Associate Rector of All Saints Atlanta for Youth Ministries. Yes, I will speak now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, uh, Megan. My name is Zach Yane. He, him, his Associate Rector here at All Saints. And it's just a real joy and honor to welcome you to this space tonight 
And what an honor to have hosted this incredible service for the past 31 years, and we hope for 31 more to come. Um, the old joke, uh, and I'm going to get in trouble for this, but in the Episcopal Church goes, you know why Episcopalians uh, are so terrible at playing chess? Well, it's because we can't tell the bishops from the queens. <laughs> I like that. You know, people, I do come across as rather buttoned up sometimes, but one of my favorite parts of being Episcopalian is the, the drag parade at the beginning of every service. You know, we, we let our freak flag fly, and it's, it's a real blessing. I digress. Uh, we are beyond privileged to have with us as our honored guest tonight, Bishop Kevin Strickland, uh, installed four days ago as... Bishop of the Southeastern Synod of our ministry partners in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and the second openly LGBTQ bishop in that denomination at the time of election. Kevin and I have known each other for a... Kevin and I have known each other for about 10 years now. We met when I was in middle school and he was in high school. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, welcome. Would you uh, please, uh, I invite you to address us. Zach just lied in church. <laughs> I supplied at his campus ministry when he was a college student. Uh, but uh, it's a pleasure to be with you. Grace and peace to you from God who was and is and ever shall be. Amen. It is a joy to be here at this service. It's also a joy to bring you greetings on behalf of the Southeastern Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, your full communion partner, which makes up Georgia, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Alabama. So my territory is just slightly bigger than Bishop Rob Wright's. I give thanks to our preacher this evening. What a profound word. Thank you. She reminded us about OTP. I want to say that I think the joy of what we do tonight is to remind people that there is no one who's ever OTK outside the kingdom of God. And the beauty that we get to do tonight and this weekend as we march and we protest, and we process, and we have drag processions, both outside and inside, we get to remind the world that there's never not Mary, as my grandmother would say, a person whose eyes we would look in to where we do not see the face of God. I hope that our myopic vision of what God looks like will drop from the scales from our eyes, and we will see the full kingdom at hand. Because when that happens, no one's ever outside the kingdom. They're always nestled into the great love of the God who mothers us sweetly in her bosom. So thank you this night for offering a safe space to remind people that they are who they are. And as one great theologian would say, how the hell can you love yourself? How the hell can you love everybody else if you don't love yourself? So people of God, love yourself and keep marching, keep having processions both inside the church and out, be they drag, be they not.
I'd also like to welcome other integrity chapters or other faith-based justice ministries who may be present. Um, as usual, St. Luke will be offering a water station on Sunday during the parade. Uh, we are having a booth at the parade. We are in the orange section at 015, and we would welcome any help <coughs> for staffing the booth. And if you can't help us staff the booth, at least come on by and say hello. Um, we will also be in Section C of the parade on Sunday. And we will have an added benefit this year of the Bishop of New Hampshire, the Ninth Bishop of New Hampshire, Gene Robinson, will be with us in the parade. Um, I'm going to kind of add on to what uh, Mother Donna said earlier. I raised a question last year why some may wonder about the continued need for an organization like Integrity. Might seem reasonable since most of us live in the bubble of Atlanta and the additional bubble of the Diocese of Atlanta where LGBTQ folks are generally welcome and safe to be their authentic selves. Yet even in this diocese and even in the metro area, there are Episcopal churches that are not truly welcoming or affirming of the LGBTQ people. This is despite our church's canon laws that prohibit discrimination based on sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression. As you go outside the city and the diocese, it's quickly apparent that the work of integrity is not yet finished. The same is true in most of the geography represented in the Episcopal Church. The entire southeast United States is a good example. Atlanta is a bubble, and it's about to burst. We are in a difficult time in our society where division instead of inclusion is the norm, where hatred not love is practiced. I share all this with you to please ask you to join Integrity USA. The information is in your, in your service uh, bulletin or you can go to uh, integrityusa.org. <clears throat> the current political climate is less and less favorable to LGBTQ people in our nation. Issues of sexual abuse, exploitation, and harassment are as valid in our communities as in any other. Currently, the Supreme Court will be hearing arguments concerning the rights of those in the LGBT community and whether the Equal Rights of Members protects us. One of those cases, as Mother Donna pointed out, is right here in Clayton County. My kindred in Christ, we have work left to do to protect what we have gained and secured for future generations. We must speak out even and especially to our elected officials. Just as it was during the day of worst days of AIDS epidemic, silence still equals death. There is common ground for those who we think have the least in common. The common ground for us, our people of faith, is our relationship with Jesus Christ. We cannot achieve that common ground unless we speak up and speak out. And one of those ways is to make sure that you vote. I'd like to add one last thing is that every time you go to a sports game or other, some other large gathering, you see this sign being held up all the time. It says John 3.16. I know that we all know that thing. I beg you to hold up a new sign. Mark 12.31. Love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. Well, my friends, it all starts at this table where there are no strangers, no outcasts, 
where we all are one. Please know that this is God's table, and therefore this is our table, and all are welcome to join in Holy Communion. There will be two stations up front and two stations at the rail. If you've uh, never received in an Episcopal church before, don't be intimidated. Just follow the crowd on up. You can stand or kneel, one palm over the other to receive the wafer of bread, and then you can either dip the bread into the cup or consume the bread and drink straight from the chalice. Gluten-free wafers are available. Just give us a little finger, and um, there will be a non-alcoholic cup up here by the pulpit station. If for whatever reason you would not like to receive communion, you're still welcome to come forward for a blessing. Just cross your arms over uh, your chest, and uh, one of the communion ministers will be happy to pray with you. Now let us take hold of the words of our Savior Christ, who said, Anyone who comes to me, I will never drive away. These are the days of Elijah, preparing the word of the Lord. And these are the days of your servant Moses, righteousness being restored. And these are the days of great trial, of darkness and famine and sword. But we are the voices in the desert crying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. So behold, he comes riding on a cloud, shining like the sun. 
at the trumpet's call, lift your voice, year of jubilee, out of Zion's hill, salvation comes, behold, yeah, riding on a cloud, shining like the sun, lift your voice, hey, out of Zion's hill, salvation comes, oh yeah, and these are the days of Ezekiel, the dry bones becoming as flesh, and these are the days of your servant David, rebuilding the temple of praise. And these are the days of the harvest. The fields are all white in the world. And we are the laborers that are in your vineyard. Hey! So behold, he comes riding on a cloud, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, lift your voice. Year of Jubilee, out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. Hey, riding on a cloud, shining like the sun, lift your voice. Hey, out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. Listen to this part. There's no God like Jehovah. 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 Hey, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Baha, Jehovah God. Jehovah God, Jehovah God, there's nobody like him, there's nobody like him, Jehovah God, there's nobody like him, there's nobody like him, there's nobody like him, Jehovah God, Jehovah God, Jehovah God, Jehovah Shining like the sun, lift your voice, hey, out of Zion's hills, salvation, say, behold, come on, Jesus, come on, Jesus, there he goes, shining like the sun, hey, yeah, year of jubilee, out of Zion's hills, salvation. Oh, yeah, riding on a cloud, shining like the sun. Yeah, out of Zion's hills, salvation. 
God be with you. indeed right for you made us most holy God and before us you made the world we inhabit and before the world you made the eternal home in which through Christ we have a place we praise you O God whom eternity cannot contain for coming to earth and entering time in Jesus we praise you for his life which informs our living for his compassion which changes our hearts for his clear speaking, which contradicts our harmless generalities, for his disturbing presence, his innocent suffering, his fearless dying, his rising to life, breathing forgiveness, and restoring us forever to you. For these gifts we praise and worship you. All that is spectacular, all that is plain, have their origin in you. All that is lovely, all who are loving, point to you as their fulfillment. Therefore, we gladly join our voices to the song of the church on earth and in heaven. thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood, shed for you and for all for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. So now we do as Jesus did. We take this bread and this wine, the produce of the earth, and the fruit of human labor. In these, Jesus has promised to be present. Through these, Christ can make us whole. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. 
Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We ask, merciful God, that you send in kindness your Holy Spirit to settle on this bread and wine and fill them with the fullness of Jesus. Let that same Spirit rest on us, converting us from the patterns of this passing world until we conform to the shape of him whose food we now share. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by Christ and with Christ and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Now gathered as one by the Holy Spirit and joining hands as we are able. Let us pray in the words our Savior Christ has taught us, saying, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. My friends, these are the gifts of God for the people of God. Whoever you are, wherever you are on your journey, you are welcome at this table.
Amen. Standing as you are able, let us pray. Eternal God, you have graciously accepted us as living members of our Savior Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food and the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Savior. Amen. May God bless you with anger at injustice, oppression, and exploitation, so that we may work for justice, freedom, and peace. May God bless you with tears to shed for those who suffer from pain, rejection, starvation, and war, so that we may reach out our hand to comfort and turn pain into joy. May God bless you with enough foolishness to believe that we can make a difference in this world so that we may do what others claim cannot be done. And the blessing of God the Almighty, who made and knows you, the Savior who redeems you and befriends you, and the Spirit who enlightens and sustains you, be with us this day and always.
the water of the spirit to the thirsty and the bread of life to the hungry. Amen. 